So right now, downtown Knoxville and South Knoxville are separated by the Tennessee River. That's not going to change, but it's very easy to get from one to the other. You just hop in your car, hop on a bike, walk across the Gay Street Bridge or the Henley Street Bridge, and you're there. But when it comes to the University of Tennessee, it's a little bit landlocked. And officials have these big dreams of expanding the campus across the river. And to do that, they're saying that there might have to be some sort of bridge, a pedestrian bridge that would connect the two. And Knox News recently reported some exclusive information about how this idea, this dream of a pedestrian bridge, is picking up momentum, uh, more momentum than it ever has before. And it's been part of the conversation for over a decade. And so we decided that we wanted to invite Rebecca Wright, higher education reporter here at Knox News, to join us here today on the podcast to talk about what this bridge could look like, whether it makes sense, how much it's going to cost, when it could possibly happen. And so, Rebecca, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. And also sitting here to my right is... Brenna McDermott, Growth and Development Editor at Knox News. And so before we talk about this bridge, we need to remind everyone that the scruffy stuff is brought to you by knoxnews.com, where you can find everything we discuss here on the show and more. Knox News relies on support from readers and listeners to provide you compelling stories from Knoxville and across East Tennessee. Subscribers get an all-access pass to all of our premium, exclusive content, and to become a subscriber, it's easy. Just visit knoxnews.com slash subscribe to see our latest offer and sign up today. University of Tennessee is landlocked and they've been having a problem with student housing for a while now. I think if you look at Cumberland Avenue and you look at all the projects that have popped up along there, I think a lot of people would say Cumberland has lost its character and it's kind of been necessary, right? They've had to build these big apartment complexes all up and down the strip just to accommodate these students who are living there. And how great would it be if campus was just a little bit bigger? So what are the options? And so there's a group of, what is it, Becca? There's, you got UT uh, System, University of Tennessee, Knoxville. Who all's involved in that coalition that's talking about this? Yeah, uh, so it's... UT System President Randy Boyd is involved, UT Knoxville Chancellor Dondee Plowman, the VP, uh, excuse me, Vice Chancellor of Finance for the Knoxville campus. Uh, there are Knoxville legislators involved with this, city councilmen, uh, lots of people involved. Okay, and so the conversations right now, where, where are we at? So before we before we get into this, this bridge, you know, and start talking about what it possibly could look like, I think it's important that we understand exactly where we're at in this process. So um, the idea is out there. I think it's been out there since, what, 2005, 2006, and now it's starting to build momentum again. Um, Where are we at right now? Yeah, the idea for the pedestrian bridge has been around since 2006. Uh, It's in the original documents of the South Waterfront Action Plan. Uh, And But the thing that's happened most recently is, one – the University of Tennessee system, like, did kind of the bureaucratic, uh, like, groundwork. So they expanded their campus master plan to potentially include the South Waterfront area, um, which is kind of just a process that they have to go to before even, like, looking at appraising or buying or, like, talking to people about purchasing land over there. Um, So that's kind of the first thing that's happened. And then um, also recently, that kind of delegation of leaders that we just mentioned met with Governor Lee to discuss the idea of the bridge and what it could mean for Knoxville. So that's kind of like 
where we're at in the process. We know an estimation of the cost. An updated estimation used to cost like maybe about thirty million. Now it's like more like fifty-five million, probably more than that. Um, but in terms of like how much the university or the city or the county or the governor is actually like making big, big moves, we don't know that yet. Okay. Well. I have a big question I want to ask. I get the idea of wanting to expand across the river, right? I mean, UT has seen a lot of growth in recent years with enrollment numbers. More students are going, but the campus is not getting any bigger. So you want to expand across the river to South Knoxville. Do you need a bridge to do it? I'm curious what you think, Brenna. I mean, does we have a Gay Street Bridge. We have a Henley Street Bridge. This direct connection, and I think for people to help visualize, this bridge would go from the south side of the river right up to Thompson Bowling Arena. Does this is this a necessary thing, do you think, to expand the campus across the river? I think this is a moonshot idea. I think it's a big idea that could obviously transform the way our downtown looks, could transform the student experience at the University of Tennessee. But certainly there are other ways that you could expand into South Knoxville without a pedestrian bridge. You could build in some sort of transportation transportation infrastructure for students who lived on the south waterfront you could invest in you know better bike lanes and and access for bikes across the other existing bridges Um, so you know is it essential i don't think so but i think with projects like this you have to dream and think big if you want to get them done yeah, and I'm curious, like, as far as, like, transportation goes for students, I mean, we have, obviously, the Knoxville area transit system, and that helps students get around to an extent, but I know, at least, when I went to school, there was, like, a specific, like, campus route that would go to all the apartments and would go all around. I mean, I like the idea of that, especially if we're talking, and, of course, a bridge, a pedestrian bridge is, like, eco-friendly, right? It's encouraging people to walk across the river, but... um you know, the driving that happens right now with students getting to and from campus, I, I like the idea potentially of, you know, uh, just throwing that out there of some sort of transit system, because I feel like it's difficult to navigate right now for students. And, you know, students are kind of scattered all over and there's no, you know, core area where you just drop a bunch of students off and then, you know, hop on the bus and go. So, yeah, I mean, that's something to think about, right? If, if the bridge is not uh, the option, what other options do you have? And I definitely think some more beneficial transit options to get students to and from places that they need to go is is an idea. Yeah, I think that, I mean, obviously UT has a bus system, but maybe it's just not as robust as maybe they would like to see it. But I do think that there are plans in place to kind of expand that as students, quite frankly, have to expand off campus to find housing options. Um, so I think there are plans to look into that as well. Right. I was just thinking, like, I mean, like, the bridges are going to solve all the problems, right? Like, I think it's going to have to involve things like transportation. Uh, it's going to have to involve, you know, building the bridge. I mean, this thing is, what, $55 million, you said, was the most recent estimate? Well, and I think that's being generous at this point with supply chain issues and costs going up. I'd tack another $10 million onto that project easily. $65 million, You heard it here first. <laughs> <That's>, uh, <laughs> well, and, and the thing is, too, another thing that I'm curious about, um, when I first heard this idea, they were talking about this bridge was going to connect from across the river to Thompson Bowling Arena. And um, I know the journalism school is over there, right? Kind of near Neyland Stadium and Thompson Bowling Arena. Um, but, like, it's not near the Strip. 
it's not near like a lot of student housing that currently exists. Does Thompson Bowling Arena and, and and honestly, I mean, like you don't really have you can't you can't help where the university is located right now. So that maybe that is the best location for the the bridge to be located. But I'm just wondering, like, yeah, it's an inconvenience to get across the river, but how convenient is it for people to get to Thompson Bowling Arena to get across the river? Like, is that really a thriving, like bustling part of campus over there right now? Or is it just a place where people go for for games, for basketball games and football games? I mean, how much is actually over there in that area? Yeah, like you mentioned, it's not super close to like the West Area Residence Hall. Um, And there's not a whole lot over there right now. I think if the university were to expand into the South Waterfront with more like infrastructure, like other residence halls or parking, then I think that pedestrian bridge would create more of a bustling area. But um, as it currently exists, I mean, that's not there right now. And so, uh, and I don't know if it will be in five years if the bridge is built in five years. But I mean, I guess, you know, you can get to to and from the basketball games. I mean, that's an important thing for students. I mean, if you're living on one side of the river, I know that's a, it might not be like, you know, the most convenient place to get to and from class, maybe. Like if you wake up at eight o'clock in the morning and you have a nine o'clock class, you can be able to run across the bridge and get to class. But, you know, for (laughs) social stuff, you can get to the football games, you can get to the basketball games. And in many ways, that's, you know, that's very important of the part of the college experience as well. So I I think the idea of connecting to Thompson Bowling Arena makes sense in that way. I just, when I first heard it, I was like, why do we need to connect to the arena? Like they're not selling out stuff. Like then I realized, okay, so this is more than just connecting to the arena. This is expanding the whole campus across the river. Um, for the price tag of $55 million. And I'm wondering with that price tag of $55 million, I mean, there's, can we start to think about the value and it's going to be hard to quantify the value, right? Um, Especially when we're talking about something that is so far off in the distance, but what are some of the immediate value things that you see, not just for the university of Tennessee, but for downtown and the entire city of Knoxville of putting a bridge there beyond just expanding the campus. Let's talk about other sort of areas where you could see value of this bridge. If this bridge is actually built. I think for the University of Tennessee, it's an extremely sexy project, right? Right. You draw attention. You draw the eyes of potential college students all over the country when you say, we're building this amazing bridge that you can walk on every day to class, even though you probably won't because you're running late for class. (laughs) Um, We're going to build these brand new residence halls that are on the banks of the Tennessee River. It's exciting. There's energy behind that. And I think that you can't measure the marketing value of that right now. And there's already a huge demand to attend the University of Tennessee. But I think this could really put University of Tennessee at Knoxville on the map as far as a a, a destination university in the South. Right. I mean, how many, how many, uh, and I like that destination university. I see what you're, you're saying there. And I mean, how many, universities across the country on are on such a substantial body of water right, like that i mean it's got that natural beauty there and if you can you know tap into that with something like this then yeah i mean it's going to make it even more attractive place uh, to go and you know even you know not many universities are on the water anyways but then you have the football stadium right there on the water that's one of only two um universities i think in the country that have a major body of water like that where you could actually dock up and go to a game um, and so, yeah, I mean, anything you can do to expand that already great amenity that I think, you know, I'm sure a lot of people are drawn to the University of Tennessee because of the natural beauty of the area. If you can make that, you know, even more uh, enticing for people, then, yeah, I think that would be great. 
Um, and I think we have an underutilized urban wilderness in South Knoxville that is world class, but nobody ever talks about it. And right. if you can advertise that to potential students, you know, not only that, but the, the kayaking and the paddle boarding you can do just outside your dorm room. I mean, that's an experience you can't get anywhere else. I'm wondering if connecting at that point across the river in South Knoxville is still pretty disconnected from Severe Avenue, or is it? I'm wondering, like, do you think, like, connecting the university across the river is going to do anything as far as, you know, encouraging students to explore down in the Severe Avenue area, or do you still think that's too disconnected? I, I, My initial thought is that it is too disconnected. I don't feel like just because I can get across the university to that point that that's going to draw me down to Severe Avenue, but who knows what, you know, five, ten years from now, how much that Severe Avenue growth will go west up towards um, where the bridge will potentially um you know, connect across the river. So what are your thoughts? I mean, is that something, uh, I guess the urban areas of South Knoxville, right? It's going to be your severe Avenue and Island home areas. Do you think that this has potential to um, encourage uh, growth and, and connect there? I don't think this bridge solves the problem of a very separate town and gown right. city that we have. There is a, a major separation between the university and the rest and the the rest of the entertainment, arts, and nightlife districts in Knoxville. So I don't know that this makes students more likely to go to Severe Avenue necessarily. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't think so either. And I'm not. I'm also like curious about how, at least that area where they want to build the bridge. It's like mostly industrial, and then there's residential properties like right next door and i'm curious how those folks feel about the bridge and do they want that like student influence also i mean it's so early in the project right now right that we don't even know exactly what would be built i mean we're talking about residence halls right but is there going to be some sort of like um you know, business type, uh, business type developments that happen over there. If they clear out a bunch of land and there's room perhaps for types of businesses that you would see normally happen down on Severe Avenue, maybe happen in this part, uh, of South Knoxville. We don't know yet. We know that, yeah, UT wants to expand its campus, but how many opportunities will there be for private investors to come in and take advantage of this infrastructure that's being built? Um, so that's obviously, this is way down the line and that's something that we'll talk about if, if the project happens, you know, when it starts getting closer. Um, but yeah, I think the way that it's at right now, yeah, I mean, it's just going to be an extension of the campus. I can't see it doing too much, like you said, for the town and gown, um, problem that we have right now. So, and Becca made an interesting point, which is we know this is exciting for UT students, but for Knoxvillians, especially people of Knoxville who maybe don't live downtown, don't live on that side of downtown, uh, do they want their city investing in a bridge that they'll never use? I don't know. What's the benefit for the larger population of the city? I'm I'm wondering if people would use it, like because just because it's this brand new bridge and it's going to have awesome views and it's going to connect, um, you know, the university to like let's say you're going down on game day, right, and you're going to go see a game mm. uh, at uh, Thompson Bowling Arena or Neyland Stadium, and maybe you want to walk across the bridge, especially if there's some sort of private development that comes along with, you know, what they're doing um, as far as the campus. Or maybe, 
um, people, you know, there's a parking element on the south side of the river that maybe people want to come park for a game and walk across. You're looking like there's something. Yeah, well, I was thinking about the parking. Oh, I'm, I'm just, out. well, no, no, no. I th- that's exactly what I was thinking about was the parking on game day. But I'm worried that if the bridge comes before, like, the other development comes, then are people just going to be, like, parking in these other people's front yards to oh, walk right. across <laughs> the bridge to go to game day and get free parking? I don't know. Maybe I'm just, like... Just thinking no, bad things only, but <laughs> uh, that's just like one thing that popped into my head as a frugal person who wouldn't want to <laughs> pay for parking on game day. Well, um, the I mean, and just in these renderings, I'm not sure how updated those are, but like looking at that bridge, it's obvious, even if they're not updated, like there's a vision that they have for this bridge. It's not going to look like the bridges that we have right now. It's going to be a lot more modern. And so if it's this big, sexy looking bridge and it's going to, you know, connect to Neyland Stadium and then to Urban Wilderness, like I could see people on game days just wanting to take a walk across the bridge. And, you know, it's just going to be I mean, it's the University of Tennessee. It's a public university. It's a public amenity. And so, um, you know, um, if there's parking involved and it's easily accessible to people that aren't UT students, then I could see I could see myself wanting to go there and taking visitors and say, hey, let's go walk across the bridge and get a view of the river or get a view of the stadium. So, um but then there's the other side of it, right? So I don't know. The people that have no interest in doing that, maybe they think this is a waste of money and it's not going to be a benefit to the greater city. But I think to some people it could be. And I do think it being a pedestrian bridge as opposed to both pedestrian and motor vehicle bridge helps people, like, kind of helps with that, like, ooh, I want to walk across the bridge thought process, like right. not have to deal with other cars or be scared of cars or something if that was a concern to someone no i totally agree i don't want to ever walk across the henley street bridge right now yeah and i'm gonna i made an argument earlier that maybe it's not great for the city of knoxville but i'm gonna argue against myself okay um the city of knoxville and the business environment our local economy has a major problem um we have no young workforce growth from 2010 to 2019 the 25 to 54 age group in the Knoxville metro area grew less than half a percent. Wow. Oh, my God. And you look at the data of people who are moving to Knoxville, they're pre-retirees or retirees. So we have a workforce gap problem that's only going to get worse. And so I wonder if, you know, for the city, forging stronger ties with the University of Tennessee building this sexy bridge, we're just going to keep calling it that, um, could help address that problem. Maybe convince graduates that this is a growing, thriving city and they might want to stay. I think another way it could convince graduates is just by simply making people stay in Knoxville during their four years more pleasant. I mean, that would make, if I lived in a Fort Sanders, uh, crummy, like outdated, unrenovated um, frat house, And, you know, by the time my four years is up and I'm like living, you know, stacked on top of other people that my roommates like I'm probably ready to get out of Knoxville after four years. But if I spend my four years living in a brand new dorm with access to the river and I walk across this beautiful river every single day to get to class and to get to games, I think just that experience, that student experience is going to be so much better that, um, you know, people will will feel more comfortable uh, during their stay and might want to stick around a little bit longer, too. Yeah, I think also it could attract like that kind of grad student age group of people who maybe live not right on campus, but in areas like South Knoxville or Old North Knoxville to kind of 
provide easier access to the university without feeling like you're on campus, how you feel kind of in Fort Sanders amongst the undergrad. Right. Another great potential benefit for the city and the economy is, as Becca mentioned, you know, whatever these residence halls that are maybe coming will look like, there are going to be services and businesses built around the residence halls with private money that will increase property taxes and sales tax uh, and just provide more amenities to people who live in South Knoxville. Um, If you live along Chapman Highway, you're not getting the best of what Knoxville has to offer in terms of retail and restaurants, but moving more students down there would probably drive that. I might be thinking uh, this might be way too hypothetical or I might be just you know, stretching a little bit here, but I'm wondering if you can get students to go from university across the river to South Knoxville and you have greenways over there that would potentially connect to the other bridges that go across downtown. Like I wonder if it will make it easier, even though it's like you're almost going like across the river and then up and then back across the river. That almost the problem right now is like if you're on university of Tennessee's campus and you want to go down to Gay Street, you got to walk down this big hill. You got to walk up, the big hill on the, once you get on the other side and then you're like, there's nothing really, you know, going on there except just houses after houses, after campus building, after campus building, it's not a fun walk to have, but I wonder if you get across the river and you connect to a greenway, then maybe you can walk over to the gay street bridge and walk into downtown. If it will, even though it's probably a longer distance to get into downtown, if it still would be a more convenient or at least a more enticing way to get from campus to downtown if you can you know walk through all this natural beauty and and get over to downtown that way i don't know because like we said there's the town and gown and there is the you know the 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 disconnection between the university and um, downtown the way that it currently is but i don't know do you see this potentially possibly making it somehow easier for students to get to the actual center of downtown like gay street tbd tbd TBD? (laughs) yeah okay well that wasn't exciting So do we think this will happen? I think it's definitely a more serious commitment to the bridge from the university than we've seen in the past. Like, they really couldn't make the bridge until they expanded their campus plan. So now that they've done that, even when they were talking about it in 2018 and talking about it in 2015 and talking about it in 2006, like, they didn't do that with the master plan. So now that they have, I think it's like, more on the horizon than it has been but i don't know where the funding is going to come from if it's going to be like calling up Buttigieg and being like getting federal funds or if it's going to mostly come from the university's budget or if it's going to come from the city's budget or if it's going to come from governor lee that i don't know i think it's going to be a mix of federal state city and university and you know, Randy Boyd is somebody who's proven that he knows how to build a groundswell of support for a transformative project in downtown Knoxville. I so doubt. if if he puts his energy behind this, I wouldn't be surprised if it was smooth sailing in terms of getting everyone to say yes. Now, mm-hmm. whether federal funding comes in, that's something that's probably out of his hands. But yeah, I go with Randy. It's exciting to just even think about and... um We'll have to see what happens, and we'll keep a close eye on it. I know, Rebecca, you'll be following along with the process over at knoxnews.com. Uh, and for people that want to keep up with your higher education reporting, what's the best way for them to, to follow along with you? Yeah, I'm on Twitter at 
Becca Marie Wrong instead of Wright. It's a W-R-O-N-G. Yes. Okay. Uh, and then I'm on Instagram at Knox Campus. Awesome. If you want to keep up with me in between episodes, you can give me a follow at Knox Scruff on Instagram. And if you want to stay up with the Urban Knoxville team at Knox News, you can subscribe to our free weekly newsletter at knoxnews.com slash subscribe. That comes out every Friday. Or join the Urban Knoxville Facebook group where we discuss all the things happening in and around downtown Knoxville. And if you want to keep up with the podcast, get a notification every time a new episode drops, go ahead and hit that like or subscribe button on whatever platform you listen on. Or just come back on Monday when we release new episodes. And Knox News supports this podcast, and we appreciate your support. But if you want to support local journalism even further, knoxnews.com slash subscribe is the place to see our latest offers, take advantage of our deals that we got going on, and get unlimited access to all of our pedestrian bridge coverage, all of our higher education reporting, all of our downtown reporting, and a whole lot more Um unlimited access to stories from across east tennessee so knoxnews.com slash subscribe is a place to take advantage of those offers support local journalism and this has been the scruffy stuff and we will be back again on monday with a podcast previewing big ears it's almost here so you're not going to want to miss it